0: Back to another episode of Religion and Relationships. I'm your host Bradford Foxley, I'm joined with my other host Miguel Joaquín Fierola. All right. Um. So we're here for with another episode, and again, we are still trying to figure this out. But things have um have come into play relative to us actually making this a full-time ministry. Um, sure. Uh, so I'm. This is now what we in Moody we have this thing called Practical Christian Ministries. So this is now um, clarified uh, classified as a practical Christian ministry and settles that sort of what is that like not debt. Um, settles that uh, uh requirement
1: requirement by Moody to actually be actively serving in ministry. As we get taught what it means to serve in ministry. Exactly. So this just means that we get to put more effort into this effort into this as we keep moving forward yes and we decide to make this take this more seriously and be more professional about it professional i mean more committed to it
0: and it gives us an excuse to buy more equipment <laughs> it gives um. us somewhat of an excuse. <laughs> so um so right now we are um trying to start it off start off this official um capacity of ministry uh with a series what what better thing than that so right now it's, we call this series, So You're a Christian, Now What? Now what? You know, you've, you've just become a Christian, you got baptized, and you want to walk the walk. What do you have to do? What is, what is? if somebody were to sit down with you and be like, these are the things you have to do, what are those things? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, again, we're, we're here at Moody, we're learning how to... Um, I guess for as me, I'm majoring in pastoral um, um, theology, pastoral, pastoral studies. studies. Um, so I we're learning how to better get into the Bible and better um, like philosophy, uh, the histories of the Bible and such, mm-hmm. and so many other things. And one of those things are reading the Bible. How do you get into your word or studying and teaching the Bible, as the class is called? Mm-hmm. So as I'm reading my my um, my work for class my required textbook i was like why isn't this taught everywhere you know why yeah. don't all churches have studying and teaching the bible how do you study the bible like properly? a seasonal
1: course or something just exactly constantly informing new believers or new members to hey here's here's what here's some things we've done that works well for us here's some things we want to teach you guys that possibly work well for you when you pick up the bible when you actually start reading and Learn about more who God is and stuff.
0: So with that, we are going to do that. That's the first thing we're tackling is reading the Bible. How mm-hmm. do you read the Bible? What, When is it time to read the Bible? When is it appropriate? All that, all those sorts of questions. And if we haven't thought of one or if we didn't cover one too deep, again, hit us up on our Instagram. I think we have a Twitter as well. Um, fa- Facebook, do we have Facebook? I keep uh, forgetting. Don't ask me about the Facebook. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, Facebook Facebook is for the old folks. You know, if you want to hit us up on Facebook. No <laughs> you know. Um, but, but we mainly
1: focus on Instagram. We're trying to get into Twitter. We don't know how to use it. So it's going to be a very weird curvature to learn. Um, It'll mainly just be to post our two cent quotes. You know, trying to get a little famous with quotes. Yes. Um, but also quotes from people, from speakers, theologians, pastors, or even our own friends that on campus or people we know it's like yo that's pretty it's pretty dope yeah pretty enlightening or it's glorious as as one man says it's <laughs> glorious um, yes. um yeah so
0: so we we want you to g- get in contact with us um i think we did get one qu- um comment on our last post we got two shout out yeah two shout outs so sh- to to those who actually posted thank you and thank you. and uh we we enjoy the encouragement thank you so much for listening to our uh, podcast and uh, spread the word. Um, so yeah, getting into it, reading the Bible. Um, why would you read the Bible as a Christian? Why is it so important? Why is it so such a crucial thing to do? Can I go without reading my Bible and still be a Christian? The answer is you can, but you're not going to be Good. You know, you're not going to fulfill yeah. what's your, your potential. It's almost like, um, if I were to say it, it's almost like having a Ferrari with a, with a small engine. You know, though a Ferrari is like cool, fast, and, and loud, but you have you can't go 200 miles an hour. You could only go 60 because you have like a little moped engine in there. You know? I would
1: even say it's almost like having a best friend and not knowing anything about them. Ooh. That and is. I, that's I, a hitter I, know, right there. Knowing what ticks them <laughs> off, knowing what makes them happy, knowing what they ask you to do, and how to, you know, just knowing things about them. Like how do you, how do you know anything about your best friend without reading the instruction manual or cracking open the book? Yeah, and and
0: uh, and you're serving. You're, you're, if you're be, if you're a Christian, you're serving an Almighty God. You're serving mm-hmm. somebody, so to serve somebody, you need to know how to serve them. Do's what foods don't. they like, you know? Are they allergic to anything? Yeah. You know what? What are what are their schedule? How do they work? And if you don't understand that, it, you're you're not going to be a good server. You're not going to be a good servant. Um, and since we are, we do take the postures as Christians to be servants to not only God but to each other. You need to be into your word. So. Um, I think the first passage that comes up is 2 Timothy. Uh, this is when Paul is speaking to Timothy and trying to basically encourage him to uh, keep the faith and keep going. And don't let anybody, because he was a young young dude, don't let yeah. anybody tell you that you don't know. You mm-hmm. know, just because of your age and that you're, you're smaller or whatever. Um, no, read your word. It is crucial to read your word. So well, right now we have uh, 2 Timothy three, uh fourteen to seventeen, I believe. Um so if you wanna if you wanna join us in reading. Um this is a classic uh passage here, but um uh, do you wanna read or do you want me to read? I got it.
1: Okay. Um so Second Timothy three, we'll read fourteen through fifteen for now. Um and then we'll keep going. I'll just you know let's just read the full thing. All right. Fourteen but as for you continue what you have learned. Yeah. But as for you continue what you have learned and have firmly believed knowing from whom you've learned it. and How from childhood you have been acquainted with the script, the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete for every good work and it also includes women for all you want to get in your pants um, so
0: yeah you know and and I, I think number 16 verse 16 really sums it up I have a different translation at the new international version and um, mm-hmm. that's the yeah NIV version and it says all scripture is breathed out and useful for teaching we're gonna stop there how can you how can you spread the word how can you uh, tell others about your God um, about the, the Almighty or, or, or let's just say you have a, a new machine and you're, you're a classified technician, you know mm-hmm. you, you got your t- certificate, but you cannot go out and te- teach others about this machine. You can't tell people how to use it. You know you can't tell people anything about it because you can't teach it. You know you, you have to to get into your word, you have to teach. Mm-hmm. Very important um, rebuking. Some people come come at you sideways, you know. They they come at you with with false doctrines or yep. false beliefs, and you can't combat that. You you have a feeling that it's wrong, cause and and the way the way I know is because I've I've been there. Um, I I just don't know. I don't know where it says it in the Bible, but I know that's wrong.
1: I know it exists somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere between the New Testament and Revelation.
0: In <laughs> the Revelation, <laughs> or or maybe like Old Testament somewhere, you know, like where yeah. and, and a minor you can't even rebuke them or you can't mm-hmm. correct them. You can't teach them, hey, that's wrong. This is um this is the truth. Um correcting and training, that that goes into correcting. To be able to lovingly go to a brother and be like, hey, um, this is not right. Yeah. This is not the path that you're supposed to be on. Let's let's correct this. Training in righteousness, the, the life of a Christian should be a righteous life. You're not yeah. gonna be. You're not going to be. Um, is self indulgent and self righteous. No, you're that that servant livelihood is what brings that. And just like you're reflecting Christ is is that sort of righteousness that other people see from afar. Um, almost like looking at a uh, a tree atop a hill and, and the fruit just looks so good. You know, I, being in... Um, <laughs> Being in from homestead, you know, you see the Platano tree. <laughs> just right, like, you got
1: plantains, yeah. you got mangoes, you got mangoes going out the ground. Yeah. Pineapples are a berry apparently, like it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Oh, and but... and you look at it from afar and you're just like, Man, that looks so good. Yep. And it's just like over the fence. You know you... <laughs> so like, you, you know Snatch from your
1: neighbor right quick.
0: But um, you know, it's it's like you wanna grow you wanna grow good fruit so mm-hmm. other people would uh, come to you from afar and I think that's kind of getting in, going into uh, later, um, a later question but why is it important to read the Bible again 2nd um, Timothy we also have James um, uh, what, what James was it
1: uh, James 1 1921 oh classic um, uh, James man I believe it's the second best book in the New Testament
0: I'm actually going through James um, right now as, a, as in my personal study. So mm-hmm. um, I would, I would rec- definitely recommend Romans and James, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, anyway.
1: so James 119 to 21 reads us so. Knowing this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rapid wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls.
0: And in my translation, it says uh, the word planted in you. And if you if you look at the word um, as a as it's planted in you, it this the seed has been sown in your heart, and you have just become a Christian. So it's sprouting, it's budding through the ground. And you're able to basically start cultivating this plant. I mean, obviously not prior, not ripe for cultivation, but you're mm-hmm. growing. You know, you're growing in the faith, and the best way to do that is to go back to God's word and to do it the right way. Yeah. You know, God's word is like the fertilizer; it continues to feed you and grow you mm-hmm. uh, quicker than if you were to just water the plant. You know,
1: so, Psalm one hundred nineteen eleven puts it like this. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Yes. That I might not, I think that's the, pretty sure that's the whole point of being Christian. Not not to like, do works and not sin. Yeah. But because I've been made righteous in what Christ has done for me, I now choose you rather than choosing sin. And the only way I can call sin out or know when sin exists is by knowing your word, knowing your laws, knowing your commandments, that which you've called me to abstain from, but I don't sin against
0: you. And, and, from that it would you don't you produce that righteousness that god desires again Mm -hmm. going back to my previous analogy um being that being that uh trees or or that fruit that is uh, that that um plant that's bearing good fruit from Mm -hmm. afar um people see that they see man you're not as you're not like everybody else i don't Mm -hmm. i've gotten told that a, a good handful of times you know like why aren't you the way everybody else is or you're so different and and it's just so refreshing and mm. and and that's like i i take that as like okay my fruit is good yeah like like i'm i'm bearing fruit that's good to for them to eat and that allows me to preach the gospel to them mm. you know and in time those are the times where i i thrive because i'm just like you know you're already wanting to hear the word you already see something different yep. you know so let me let me be, like try to so, try to spread the gospel and i love how you know we're we're constantly in the bible we're constantly referred to as plants uh, we're, we're constantly trying to bear good fruit yeah you know and and the, when it says um uh, uh to produce the righteousness that god desires again i'm a new international version um and put a, uh, a and to humbly accept the word planted in you, which mm. can save you. Like all that is just, and you should read the rest. All that is just so good to um to see that you are you have potential to either bear good fruit or even bear bad fruit. Something that's rotten, spoiled. You know, man, that apple's been on that that branch for a little too long. You know, I'm not going to pick it. Yeah. you know. Um. So yeah. Um. So what is it's not only um important but it, it as we say it's edifying you know mm-hmm. that's that's something that you hear in the christian sphere as well this is an edifying um experience or wow um let, let actually let's look up really what quick edifying? um what edifying is um really quick i'm gonna look it up on my ipad here edifying google you know nothing nothing crazy it's an adjective, instructing and improving, you know. Um, it's improving you. It's instructing you into being better. Why, why is it so, why is it, why is it instructing and improving me in, in many ways? Why is it edifying? And, it, and, it, and there's multiple layers on how it improves. And I'm actually learning this in my philosophy class. There's a book that I'm reading right now that is just, it's called Jesus the Great Philosopher amazing book it's not even difficult to read it's actually pretty pretty cool but um i I digress Uh, one of the ways is wisdom Mm -hmm. wisdom is probably the the bible is king the book of proverbs it's it's king in wisdom um going to uh proverbs 1 which it's it it just comes out and says it we're going to go to i'm gonna read this one so if you have a you know, NIV. This is NIV translation. Uh, this is from Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Right. Which proverbs? Uh, proverbs one one. This is the first proverbs first 1, chapter 1. first verse. The the proverb of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding the words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair. Produce, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young, let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and the riddles of the wise. And the first, the first piece of like mega, mega fruit <laughs> is. <laughs> Uh, in verse seven, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Mm. Boom! Like, like he just like right off the bat. If if you're gonna if you're not gonna fear the Lord the Lord, if you don't have that fear in the Lord in, in you, you're not if you're not gonna have that. Want not, I want to say the want to learn, but it's you're not gonna truly understand what you're learning. You're not gonna see where it comes from. You're you're gonna despise like you're gonna be a foolish man and woman. I know that's probably like a little hard to hard to say, but it's it's, but it's foolish, true. you know. To to if once you fear the Lord as a as a new creation as a new um um Christian, that's the beginning of knowledge. You are on your way, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I think that's that's
1: pretty cool uh do you have do you have anything on wisdom um uh what is it i forgot what Proverbs this says <laughs> funny right yeah um whatever you gain gain insight how it, is, it says it exactly but it's like i guess whatever whatever wisdom you gain gain insight basically like you don't just read the word like you understand what it means you understand like you actually do you know you go in do your hermeneutics you figure out the background you figure out its context inside the passage you actually break down what's going on and actually understand what is what does this mean what is this for what does it do how does it change the way i'm supposed to live okay um,
0: so uh just a really quick uh proverbs 4 7 the um esv version which is his version the beginning of wisdom is this get wisdom and whatever you get Get insight. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, you got it. Go deeper. <laughs> That's you know, basically what it's saying. It's
1: like you want you want to get wisdom. Crack open your Bible. Yeah, not your Bible. Bible. Dig a little deeper. Yeah, and dig a little deeper. And then and yo, gotta, go go as going. far as
0: you can. Because uh, what I think one thing is that we as Christians um, um, are a stereotype is that mm-hmm. you don't question God. Yeah. Don't question him. You know, just take it. Just take it how it comes. And if you have a question, you're sinning. Mm-hmm. No. No, by yeah. no means. God says come to me if you want to seek wisdom, pray for it and I'll give it to you yeah. with with
1: abundance. Mm. You know. And I I think that's important because we that like especially as a new believer coming into this like what can I can I not do? Well, question. You you, you have a question? Take it up to God. He'll give you answers. And if you're not hearing answers, We'll talk to a pastor. Seek and you will find. Yeah, seek and you will find it. And, 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 and I mean, there are some things that are going to be left mysteries, obviously. Like, yeah. When is Christ coming back? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> you're that's not going to get the answer. To that. Not even the son knows. Only the father knows. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on now.
0: I think, I think it's it's crazy. Um, Actually, we're, we're going on to my next point here. It's you grow in faith. Mm-hmm. Because when you seek and you find, you want to seek some more. It's it's almost like when, you, when you're walking and you find a $20 bill on the ground. You you look around. You're like, okay, if there's one twenty, maybe there's another nearby. Yeah. You know, so you look around, and I I won't forget. Actually, I was on my way to school. This is this is. I promise, this is actually part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was on my way to school, and cool. I saw a twenty dollar bill on the ground, and I'm riding my bike, so I stop, I turn around, I pick it up, and then I see another twenty, and then I see another twenty, and I was like, whoa, hold on, <laughs> there's there's some money on the ground, so I started to seek. I was look I got off my bike and I was looking around and I found the rest of the money in a puddle I got 150 bucks 140 bucks on the ground because I I sought after the 20 you know I mean that's going back to this like it, it's the same thing yeah like you will be blessed more if you seek mm-hmm. and you're gonna you you're looking for that wisdom you're praying for wisdom yes you pray to God god give me insight give me give me the wisdom that you're that you're asking i mean that you want me to know like about you let me grow closer to you and and he will give it to you when you go, when you go to the pastor and um or, or to, to maybe your youth group leader or somebody you you're able to ask these questions and they're knowledgeable on it and they'll pass on you know that wisdom um and hopefully when you do seek a, a discipleship like getting discipled that's another thing and you grow in your faith from discipleship like tenfold. Because now you have somebody of a, of a greater understanding and wisdom mm. to pour into you, you know, thus quickening this process. You know, um, which is going into my next point. Well, wait, Experience. Wait, wait little... Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so
1: just going off the idea of like asking for like James James one puts it like this James one five, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, whoever who gives generously to all without repro- reproach, and it will be given him. And it will be given him but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven, to- that is driven and tossed by the wind for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord he's a double minded man unstable in all his ways ask with confidence and faith like trust God that he will do
0: as he, he says deliver. you
1: seek him he will reveal himself to you. Mm-hmm. you you want wisdom just like Solomon did and he gave Solomon he, he can give you wisdom he he won't hold it from you especially if it's a good gift for you.
0: And I think it's it's a matter of it's not even a matter of no doubting cuz we we are creatures of doubt. Yeah. There's going to be that like God, are you going to deliver? But it I think it's a different when you say God, I don't think you're going to deliver. Mm-hmm. You're not going to deliver. Yeah. It's 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 the difference between saying God, can you please like I don't know if if it is in your will. Please do something. Yeah. Please make this happen. Versus, God, you're not going to make it happen. I just don't see it happening. So, and he's like, okay, bet you're not going to get what you need, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, ask in faith. God, like, I know you can, and I'm asking. Mm. I would understand if you don't. You know, that's that humble prayer that is also a powerful prayer. Because yeah. when he does come in and he does answer that, um, um, that prayer it's it's like a wave of whoa you know like this is my god actually answered my prayer and it was it didn't take two thousand years you know what i mean yeah Yeah. or or it didn't it didn't um it didn't require effort
1: and even if it does take two, two thousand
0: years you still answered nonetheless. That is true, but you're gonna be dead. So that's, well, what, that's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> but your kids gonna enjoy though. That is true. It's, but... like, it's like
1: planting a tree. You plant a tree in your backyard. You're not gonna be able to do anything underneath it. But your son's son will be able to, or your son's daughter, your daughter's son will be able to be on a swing or do or hang out in the middle of summer underneath a nice, great shade. Mm. All because of what you did in beforehand. All because of what you asked for beforehand
0: and And that's that's with diligence of loving that plant and allowing it to grow to mm-hmm. become the shade for your future generations um but we're gonna we're gonna move on to the experience and knowledge experience and knowledge i I wanna put it together I was gonna separate it, but I feel like those those two are really they go hand in hand once you get knowledge and you get well once you get experience, you get knowledge it's almost like your mom says. Don't touch the stove, it's hot. And you touch the stove anyway. Now you know it's what hot is, and you don't do it yeah. again, you know? Um, and knowledge. I mean, those of you who are smart and don't touch the stove, take your mom at her word for it, you know, at her word for it, you know.
1: You it, still learn, you, you still learn. Yeah,
0: but you learned the the quicker way, mm-hmm. you know, of not touching the stove. Yep. And and that's what the Bible's all about. God especially in the Old Testament, God's like this is what the Israelites did. Don't do this. Yeah. And they do it anyway. <laughs> and they get destroyed. You know? <laughs> it's, it's funny because right now the
1: church I'm going to, or the church I'm, I i guess I'm committing, I don't know yet. Um, but most likely I am. Uh, the current speaker right now is talking on Daniel. And I think we're in Ch- chapter 5 right now. And basically, uh, Belzebar Belzazar, whatever his name is. Balthazar? Belthazar, I think it is. Yeah, Balthazar. Completely forgets about his father before him, Nebuchadnezzar. And how foolish he was when God told him to do certain things or when he went against God or even tried to belittle God's people. And he was literally made like a beast of the field. And his mind was lost to him until he realized, For four years. God is good. Mm-hmm. I need to put my faith in him. I need to trust him. I need to leave this kingdom and realign myself and place myself in a position that is aligned with what he's called me to. And then Belsazar completely forgets it. And then goes ahead and pulls out the, the, uh, the vessels that were given to God as, as uh, gifts mm-hmm. in the temple or sa- whatever, or sacrifices. I'm not too sure. I can't recall. Um, and then God's like, all right, cool. Bet. And he was like, bro, you messed up. Do you not remember your father before? Do you not remember what happened in the past?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Belshazzar is dead. And his kings have taken it from him. Just like that. All because he chose to ignore history and not listen and not see what happened and not listen from the wisdom or the knowledge of others and
0: and that is the experience that his father had of being but being put as a beast of the field to eat grass mm-hmm. for 4 years you know and, and he he obviously told this tale to his son definitely but he had to go the wrong his way his son
1: probably even watched it yeah it was like, probably what is going on with my dad
0: yeah, that might, that would have been a traumatic experience. But the whole thing is like, you know, when you as a Christian, uh, you know, you become a Christian, mm-hmm. you want to gain as much experience and as much knowledge as possible, definitely, relative to the Bible, you know. You I would suggest going the knowledge way so you don't have to experience the hard the hard, you know, cuz it it is a hard reality yeah. that we all face when we get into sin sin is is a very very I think especially in our day and age it's it's underplayed Definitely. it is it is a toxic wasteland and right. it makes it look like it's full of milk and honey you know but it, when you get involved it it you have to literally rely on God to get you out you know you and it's so it feels so bad that you can't even get yourself out yeah. or if you do it took every ounce of whatever you had left just to leave you know um but you want to you want to gain that experience from other people i mean that yeah that experience experiential knowledge from other people where they say um, you know hey don't do this i've done it here's what it came here's what it came to here's what it amounted to um
1: i i think i think even when you come out of it the reason why we've been like what god tries to keep us from sin one because it's not good but because of the consequences of it mhm First and foremost, death. I mean, that's the whole point of what Jesus went through, why he went through it. But even, even though you've been redeemed and even though you've been reclaimed, you still have the scars, those memories of mm-hmm. what you went through. If sex before marriage, when you go into your marriage, those are, those are th- things you've done, the way you treat the marriage, the way you treat relationship, whatever part of it it is. That's because of memories you experienced in the past, things you've done in the past. Yes. They come whether you want or not. They're scars written on your heart. Yes. Would you rather have scars written on your heart or the word of God written on your heart?
0: Yeah. And and the good thing about it is, God restores you. Mm. And 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 that that love that He has for you is is very much present. And He says, although this, I still this. Mm-hmm. I still love you. I still care about you. I still rejoice and sing over you. Mm-hmm. You know, amazing. Um, But it's just like we could something that we didn't have to worry about now. Not worry about, but we didn't have to remember and experience. Now we remember and experience it as like, man, I did that, though. I'm a wretched human being like, wow, like I didn't have to. And I still did. Um, So I'm moving on because we could talk all day about this. I think it just just going through our both our testimonies like it. There's definitely that experience that we both have. Where we're trying to pass it on to you don't don't just because if you think you lead a boring life so be it Lead that boring life with pride because you don't have to experience weed you don't have to experience getting drunk blackout drunk and such you don't have to experience that it, that is being a friend of the world which later on in james it says if you try to make friends with the world you're making enemies with god Mm. And you do not want to make enemies with somebody that's holding your very atoms together. Just right. the Old
1: Testament, it'll show you why you don't want yeah.
0: to. <laughs> um, But I want one thing. I want to say before we move on to the next question: Sundays are not going to cut it. If you mm. think, oh, I'm just gonna get my Bible reading, get my um, listening on, or whatever for, on Sundays, that is not going to cut it. Um, you have to read your word. You have to. And and take it from me, again, I don't, for the longest time, I didn't read my Bible. Um, I. It's just like, and it, or it was like a once in a while thing, like, oh, I have to, I have to read my Bible. I'll read, you know, one, one chapter or a, a few verses, you know, just to say I did it. But when I tell you that is not the way to live, It's you'll find yourself stagnant. You'll find yourself not growing and wondering why God isn't talking to you, for example, or why you're, you keep messing up, why you're not convicted and stuff. And it's because you're your spirit. You're literally starving your spirit. So um, one thing, as it was explained to me in church service, was um, it's like going having Thanksgiving every Sunday. Every Sunday, you could eat as much as you want. You, got, you, got, you have your whole family there, everybody's there, and you guys are able to talk and eat and have, enjoy the time. But then from that time, you stop eating for the whole week, you know, and, and you come back to Sunday just to eat again when you could be filled with the, with the bread of life, you know, uh, every day of the, of the week it yeah. doesn't it doesn't you have thanksgiving in your pocket which is your phone on the bible app you have thanksgiving on your shelf you know and you don't yeah. you don't eat you would rather starve yourself just so you could go to your auntie's house because <laughs> <laughs> she has good food you know or she 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 just cooks it better i don't know how to um no it's That's on no your excuse. shelf <laughs> crack that bad boy open yeah. and read um so the next question is who reads the bible well everybody Quite literally. Everybody. Historian. I have here philosophers, historians, scientists, believers and non-believers alike. All, you know, all these professions read the Bible because of it's not only it's it's uh, philosophical and and like it's just unworldly knowledge. Like it's something that is so well um, it, that tackles the human uh, psyche so well. Um, but it also is a history, historical document that documents mm. lives, that documents places um, and the people groups and such. And it has, it, it's, it's like, I think it was like some crazy amount, like 98% accurate. And the only reason why it's not, um, um, it's, it's not 100% accurate is because they don't count the, the miracles and the things that are just like seem supernatural. Um, yeah. So it like drops it down to 98%. But we have thousands of, of manuscripts and documents that these people, believers and non-believers alike, read into to find artifacts and kingdoms. Like uh, uh, King David's, um, um, I, I think it was like something that mentioned King David's rule. No, King Solomon. I'm sorry, it King Solomon. I think it rule. was like
1: an urn or like, uh, it was basically a gift to him that had his name on it. Yeah.
0: Or, and, or, or uh, Pontius Pilate. And and mm-hmm. uh, the crucifixion of Christ, like, like all this is real historical yeah. documents.
1: You even take like uh, Nebuchadnezzar and Belshazzar. For the longest, Belshazzar's name couldn't be found in historical records, but it was in the Bible. Yeah. Scholars really began to doubt themselves. Christian scholars were like, well, Daniel must have been must have messed up. Yeah. And then a few years ago, we we found the document saying, well, yeah, Belshazzar was a king at a point. Yeah. Right after Nebuchadnezzar yeah before the fall it was like oh snap the bible was right look at us ye of little faith yeah like that's crazy and
0: and and it's it's the the very idea when there was a time when the world was considered flat and and now mind you it wasn't a global thing it was very um it's a cultural thing at in the moment these people they they looked at the bible and like wait it says it's it's a circle and Christopher Columbus says, "I bet I could go around it." <laughs> you know, Oh <like, laughs> watch, watch me do this real quick. You know, two years later, he's back. You know, coming from the other side. <laughs> so, um, you know, like the, I mean, we could go on and on. Uh, the yeah. how when you're uh, when Jesus Christ was um, uh, crucified, and when they stabbed him in his side, water came out. Well, there, there's, there's a medical phenomenon that when you're suffocated there's water like a a water that forms around your heart and when they um poked his heart you know all that came out you know Mm -hmm. which is crazy um but it's not only the people alive that that read the bible but also your enemy and i mean i'm talking supernatural here satan you know he he knows the bible better than you will ever this Mm -hmm. man has spent years and now i'm getting into the uh, ooh, eerie, you know, um, supernatural, su- spiritual thing. But this is this is a real threat, uh, spiritual warfare that we have to worry about. And, it, you know, you could refer to uh, Genesis, how um, the fall of humanity, uh, the fall of Adam and Eve, all he had to do was twist God's words and mm-hmm. and make them question. They didn't... And he didn't twist God's word. He, he was yeah. like, did he really say that? Did though? he and really like... say that? Yeah.
1: Mm. He low-key kind of right though
0: Yeah Like come on How you just, That's mm. And and they, they mm. Instead of clinging to God's word They're like He's right You know Did he really Oh doubt Is casted into my heart You know And they didn't go back to God's word Like they, I bet you at any moment They could have been like God is this true And he would have been like no <laughs> or yes i actually did say that don't do that you know or whatever he would have said don't something.
1: do it you um, will quite literally die yeah
0: like a, a a crazy death but you have um psalm 90 uh in matthew 4 6 sorry how satan quotes psalm 91 11 through 2 and and you know what's how jesus replies now um, matthew 6 is when 4 6 sorry um chapter 4 verse 6 is when uh jesus was in the desert for 40 days and um, he, the, basically he's being tempted by the, by the devil. And instead of saying, oh, maybe maybe he did not say that. Or maybe uh, he, he's twisting God's words and it does seem right. No, he met it with scripture. He met it with like, no, for it is written, which is a big deal because he's clinging to God's word. It, God said this because it is written. You know, God said it because I was, I was there. He's, I mean, he's Jesus, but, you know, like, you know, so this is, it's, it's a big deal for you to quote, to be able to know your scripture and be able to know, like, and call out somebody's crap um, when they, when they give it, you know, like mm-hmm. the devil. And, and he's going to speak to your heart. Like, is it really bad to do this? Is it like, is, is this sin really that bad? Like, just try it one time, you know? That's why I say if you're gonna lead a boring life, lead a boring life. More power I said, to
1: you. B, don't don't. No reason to dabble in the dark arts if you don't got to.
0: Yeah. Um, so what do you have to gain? Um, I think you have everything to gain. Quite literally. Um, you have the knowledge of an eternal God at your hand. You know, you 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 could get to know see, the Bible as a Christian. One thing you have to look forward to is when you die and and you know or revelations happened it comes to pass and the world is made new you're going to be spending the rest of eternity learning knowing and learning about god asking awesome. him questions to exploring his world like that is something i look i definitely look forward to but this is a, just a sliver of of this guy's goodness you know, just mm. a sliver of his, of the gospel. And it's only the gospel. It's only one narrative. But you see God in every situation. And yeah. there's people who spend 60 plus years learning this Bible. And they find something new every single time. Mm. They, um, I was talking to this one dude. Um, I, um, you know him. Um, I forgot his name. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. Cool. Um yeah. yeah 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 jeff uh he jeff. <laughs> shout out to you jeff <laughs> Um he he was he said i i read god's word and there's not there's never a time where i'm bored there's mm. never a time where i'm not shocked there's never a time where not, i'm not in awe you know sometimes it does like i didn't get something you know or sometimes there's like like you know there's little, little points where it's just like it just doesn't seem. but he says there's never a time where when i'm when i'm reading i'm just like that's predictable. Oh, mm. you know, like, you know, and I was just like, dude, that is crazy. Um, so you have everything to, to gain, yeah, everything. Definitely. Um, and and, and uh, when should you, when should you get into the word? Well, honestly, anytime, every time is a good time to get into the word. But where, where I would start is when you open your eyes, when yeah. you wake up in the morning, If I'm trying to make it a a point, um, I'm trying to get to a point where I, when I wake up, I, first thing that's on my mind is God.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that because you, you wake up and you're trying to live, you you claim that you're a Christian, you claim that your goal is to live for God and no one else. How are you going to do that when you don't even know who he is? You don't even start your day with a task given, given to you by him. Hmm. Yeah. Whatever he's changing, with, you got to start your day with the reading the word. Open it up. Crack it open. Pray. Pray. But, hey, whatever. You want to go brush your teeth? You want to clean the gluck out your eyes? Go ahead. Cool. Pray until you open your word. Being so perfect. that once you open your word, your heart's are already in a position to receive whatever he's trying to give to you.
0: And not only that, it sets the tone for the day. Mm. I I think I think I've, there's a few things I was reading in, in the Bible where I it just set the tone, dude. Like I I was like it, it it turned into instead of just like, oh, I'm reading, okay, that's cool, you know, oh yeah, Jesus, 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 you know. No, it set the tone to where I was so thoughtful and there was there was something that happened. Um I um like like I said, I'm reading James and I was just mulling it over in my head and I heard in the elevator, I was as I was coming up to my room, somebody said, you know, I think it's actually considered a sin for you not to listen to your conscience. I was like, "Whoa, that's that's a big deal." I don't know if that's true, and I looked it up, um, and and I I still don't know if like listening to your conscience is true, but listening to your spirit is a is a um, is a big deal. Um, and mm-hmm. it says it in Romans, uh, I think it was fourteen six, uh, where it was talking about that, and it has to exactly it was I feel like it was parallel to my, um, what i was reading in james about you if you know what's right for um and you don't do it for you it is sin yeah. i was and i was just floored for the rest of the day you know like i was like whoa like it's like god is adding tacking something on to what i just learned you know what i'm mulling over in my head um so i recommend the morning because it sets the tone It, it it allows you to be reflective of your behavior and, and things that you think about and put yourself in check like whoa 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 I just read this. Let's let's bring it back to the gospel. Or whoa I I'm being tempted by this and I just read that or I read that a few weeks ago. Um so yeah um I'm that's my personal recommendation is the morning. Definitely. Yeah
1: I, I too recommend um crack it open in the morning. Definitely a great way to place yourself in a position to observe the day so thinking about God the entire time, giving things in. But Also, before you go to bed, I'm not saying you gotta crack open and do a whole Bible study, but reread what you re- read in the morning, or, or sit down and meditate on the words you read that morning. Like, okay, how did this change the way I live today? Did I actually listen to God's word and change the way I, I do life based on what he told me today? What, I've, what I read about him today? Or I just do the same thing? I might be affected by his word, or I'm just living complacently. Definitely, when you know when you when when you go to bed, I'd i even say midday. Um, to meditate on the words you read in the morning.
0: Mm-hmm. There's nothing. Like you don't have nothing. to
1: read something different every time. You just med like read the passage, meditate on it. There's, there's no.
0: There's that. nothing wrong with just rereading what you read mm-hmm. really quickly. Just you know going on your bible app going back to that passage in that verse and rereading it really quick and just being like you know meditating on it Definitely. you know you could be doing the dishes you know or or riding your bike going on a run just cracking that open before you you get into get into that run or doing whatever task you're about to do you know there's there's and I I I'm, I'm a big advocate of loving um, of sorry getting off your phone uh, mm. I don't I don't have social media strictly because of how much time it, it makes me waste when I feel like I'm in an awkward situation. I go on my phone or such. In those situations, just crack open the Bible. Um, open the Bible app. And when you're in the elevator going up, just open the Bible, you know, really quick and just read a verse or two and then go mm-hmm. back, go back to doing what you're doing um there's nothing wrong with social media it's just like I, I'm, I'm just a stickler for these well, yeah things. for
1: some people it's just not beneficial
0: so um really quick I want to I want to give you guys some some helpful uh, resources yep. that will allow you that will help you begin your journey in going into the Bible going deep into the word because even after this podcast you're like okay all that's nice But How do I do it? What now? What now? (laughs) I'm a Christian. What now, you know?
1: Well, I'm supposed to read the Bible But what now? How do I do that?
0: And I have this excellent book It is a required reading for my class and I'm so glad I read this book and I'm still reading it still It's a thick book, but don't don't get intimidated by it Um, Living by the book by Howard G. Hendricks and William D. Hendricks again That is living by the book by Howard G. Hendricks and William D. Hendricks. This is good if you already are in the Bible and you just want to know how to get, you know, just a how different navigate way, it a more. navigate a little more, or if you're brand new to it and you just, you want to figure out what does it means to navigate it? <laughs> what, if, what it means, you know, and how to actually do it. And it even says it at the bottom, the subtitle, The Art and Science of Reading the Bible. And at the back, it has all the um, additional resources that he actually speaks of and mentions in the mm-hmm. book, um, such as uh, atlases, um, uh, commentaries, handbooks, software, um, and all, all sorts of things, which is, uh, I feel like, would enhance your Bible reading just to that next level. And it's an easy book. I mean, big letters, you know, fun activities. I suggest you um, grab yourself a copy. Um, we are not sponsored by this guy, but... It's, it's it's just a, nice a it's one. just a really good really good book, yeah. and I do suggest um, you you read this book in in conjunction or in with your Bible open, so you could go along with the activities. Um, you don't have to have a nice fancy Bible. It could be a, any Bible that you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a commentary or an atlas. You got if you have the World Wide Web, you could use that. You Google it, but. The whole point is this will kind of be that stepping stone to get you on the journey to um, uh, reading your Bible or reading your Bible better yeah. and, and understanding what you want. Because I know one big gripe for me in reading the Bible was I'm not getting what I get on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting that, right, that Where's that sermon. Jesus,
1: where's the break it down? Where's the hermeneutics? Like, that, like, Give me that knowledge. Give me that contextual value. Also, some other great sources I recommend is like the Bible app. They have great plans, people who set up plans and kind of walk you through or give you their, t- like, just uh, devotionals, like daily devotionals type thing. Uh, another another ministry that does it well for young adults, uh, Crew. Crew, that, you can go on their website and have all types of free resources for Bible studies, whether you're doing it in a group or personally. Um, 10 out of 10 recommend. If you're on a secular campus Look and see if they have crew and if they don't hit up crew and be like, hey, can you guys do a crew here? Pretty sure they're more than willing if they have the people to do it. They'll do it
0: and that is spelled C-R-U not uh, C-R-E-W yeah. But a uh, C-R-U it's C-R-U. it's a uh, amazing Christian youth youth and slash young adults um, focused ministry they have yeah. several camps and um, different sort of opportunities for you actually to partake and and um, be be into it but um i I would definitely i would definitely look at these some of these resources um and actually in this book the living by the book they do have steps um like a nice little step-by-step process it breaks it down really well um so um now the last question i have here is where should i read and honestly don't read in in the middle of you know dinner or somewhere yeah. where it's loud and crowded crowded go go Find yourself a little nook a little like a space under your under your um, bed or I, I'm saying under my bed because my bed is lofted. So it's really high but you know, maybe a closet I know some people are big into prayer closets, you know uh-huh. in a closet or or somewhere where it's nice and quiet where you could silently meditate and really really just bake into this word, you know, and allow it to um, be read and, and, and kind of written on your heart. Um, but yeah, just
1: just make sure you really, really pause, stop, step back and, to, and remove, your, <coughs> remove yourself from the word and just really focus on God. Place yourself and posture yourself in a position to hear from him and to read about and learn about him.
0: I promise you, you are not going to regret it. At first, it's it kind of sucks, because Honestly, it's, we're we're such a life a fast paced lifestyle, mm-hmm. so it's really difficult to Especially slow down. In the US. It's it's really difficult to focus on on the word. Uh, you know, just like sitting there and reading, and just like ah, oh. actually, big big tip: don't just read one chapter. Don't just read one small passage. Read, if you want to read five chapters there's nothing stopping you you to want speak, to read
1: a book read a book okay.
0: yeah if you want to read the whole thing because some books are small enough to just be read in one sit down mm-hmm. um do it you know uh i would suggest to do that because it really allows you to get the narrative of the book yeah. um you understand where they're coming from you understand okay this is it this is what they're saying um, and it's even better when you know who they're writing to, what was going on in that situation. That's going to be discussed in Living by the Book, um, the book I just dis- described. How to
1: do hermeneutics, how to get that contextual background.
0: Um, yeah, how, how to, hermeneutics is a big word, but um, you're going to find that out. <laughs> um, that's, that's a little bit deep, but, yeah. you know, just kind of getting into the, getting into the, um, um, the understanding of, okay, who is writing? Why are they writing? Were, where is it going? You know, what was going on? Um, who, what, when, where, why? You know, answer those questions and you would understand the Bible or that passage or that book a lot better Definitely. than if you were just to read a small like five five verse um, segment, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is it for today. Um, again, we're going to make this this a series. So be on the lookout for the next one. It's going to come out two weeks from now. Um, it's going to be on doing the word. So you're reading the word now it's time to be a doer of the word. Mm -hmm. Um, so be on the lookout on that for that. Um, and I can't wait to see you guys next time. And if again, if you have any questions, feel free to hit us up on our, um, social media and we'll lovingly, uh, come back and, and if you have any other questions, um, please feel free to shoot it our, in our direction um, and even suggestion. Uh, we want to be better for you guys. We want to serve you guys in this way. So thank you guys for listening.
1: And like always, you know, Christianity, Christianity isn't simply a religion. It's a relationship that God chose to reestablish with his children.
0: And that's it. See you guys later. later.